guys. It's another week. We're back as the podcast. How are we all doing? Literally gorgeous. And we're joined by the gorgeous, gorgeous me lol today. Hello, gorgeous friend. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm really, <laughs> really happy to be on the podcast. Well, I know it's a treat, really. And, you know, I would say the weather today was splendid. I walked home at half six in the light. I oh. do love it when the clouds go back. It's quite incredible. Forward? Back? We don't uh, think of that. I think they went forwards. Do you know what? I didn't realise until like yesterday evening, which is a bit embarrassing, really. I was like, so light tonight. And my friends are like, yeah. Oh, yeah shock. What? And I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. My fun fact has been that in a month's time, the sun's going to be setting at 8.30. So for my fun, changing of the clocks. Come on. I'm only one month's time. That's ridiculous. April. Gonna be eight thirty and light. Oh, I love it. I love summer. I cannot wait to be sat in Topsham Brewery for the pints mm. in the sunshine. What what more do you want? Exactly. What, what more do you want? You know. And speaking of like summer drinks, what are we having? You know, we've got longer evenings now. We can just crack open a cold one or a warm one, whatever your drink of choice is. What are you going for for your summer drinks, guys? Right, so I feel quite passionately about this, somewhat surprisingly. Um, <laughs> I know, does that say? I'm not sure many people will be surprised. So, if it, it de- number one, depends on the time of day and depends on the temperature, okay? Because right. shockingly, I don't really like cider, sorry, Toby Day, but if it's about 2 p.m., 3 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon, we're sat in the Impy Beer Garden, you know, you can picture it, imagine it. I love a Bulmer's pear cider. Very rogue. Very rogue for Izzy Berry. I went to pear cider, but only one. Too sweet. But if I'm on holiday and if the sun comes out and someone's like, what's your ultimate summer drink? It would 100% be an April spritz. Honestly, nothing else is complete. Me and Mila are going to France in a couple of weeks and I don't know what I'm more excited about. France and croissants or to be sipping an April spritz in the sun. And I think it's the second. Pretty much. I'm going to have to go with Izzy with an Afro spritz. I do, I, you did lose me at pair on that whole cider thing. I really don't think I could get on board. That was a strange rant. Yeah, pear cider. It's a rogue one. It is a rogue one. But sometimes just think, oh, cheeky, a cheeky crisp pear bulbers would, would go down a tree right now. Yeah, I just don't think I ever want to try that. I well, just, if you were begging for a bit, my pear, pear bulbers in the summer. Then you're gonna be wrong. Go on, Isaac. What are you? I bet you're like, I bet you're like a strawberry death curry kind of man. Um, then actually, no, no. I would, I would just go for a classic GNT. Oh, fair. Yeah, drink of choice, or yeah, or a Pims. Last summer, me and my house took a cool box full of ice oh, and all the Pims, and we sat and made jugs of Pims on the beach. And honestly, it was one of my favorite days of the summer. It was brilliant. That is a dream. Pims and Budley. Sunset for you. Who said anything? I invite Isaac. Are we allowed to come to Bundley? <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to come to Bundley. I'll let you into the town. It's fine. Only with Pims. Only if Only with Pims, yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. You've got, got the. I've got a date for the summer team. Wow. The rest of the Essence community, you can tag along to some of you. Yeah, open invite. <laughs> Whoever's invited. Paddy Bunther's a bit dodgy, so I'm not sure he's invited. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be at school anyway, so it's fine. He'll be he'll, Yeah, it don't matter. Exactly. Right, well, um, talking about the Essence community, should we uh, crack on and talk about God for a bit? What do we think? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. 
topic that you brought today is actually a bit different. It's a bit interesting with what you've brought. I think it's going to be a really great one to bring encouragement to the Essence community. Um, you're going to talk a bit about your relationship into faith and your relationship with God and how being at uni has helped strengthen that, how in some ways you're continuing a journey, in some way you feel like you're starting it. And yeah, I just think it's going to be a good one. So yeah, well, I'm um, thank you for the introduction, Izzy. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to kind of be talking, as you said, kind of about my journey um, and my relationship with God. And I think probably to start it off, it'd probably be good to do a little history, a little recap of um, <clears throat> kind of my child, my whole child and be here for like four episodes, um, kind of my religious upbringing, I guess you could say. Um, I was actually baptized Catholic, uh, never went into a Catholic church ever, cannot remember any of it. Um, pretty sure my mum did it so I could get into a Catholic school, which was not not great for her. But um, I then did go to church every second Sunday with my stepmom. And she was, her dad was actually a vicar. So um, kind of God was very present in her life growing up. But I would go to church with her back in London every second week. And I loved, like I loved Sunday school. I was up at the crack of dawn, 7am on a Sunday morning, ready to go to Sunday school. Um, <clears throat> and my stepmom would also run Sunday school, which I loved. And I feel like early on in my life, God was quite present and, you know, working in his ways early on in my life. Um, and the church I went to was nothing like ENC. Very, very, very traditional. Um, we sang hymns. I'd say most of what I can remember learning was about the Old Testament, not really a lot about Jesus in the New Testament. And I was actually speaking to my stepmom last week and she said when I was four and I'd learned the story of Easter, um, I was like horrified and I kept going around after saying like Pontius Pilate is a naughty, naughty man and I was running around telling everyone on that. Um, so I didn't, didn't even remember that. But when I kind of got to... 11 maybe 12 um everyone kind of started to i don't even know if it is a confirmation like i could not say for sure what it was but they basically people did this kind of these lessons to then be able to have the body and the blood of christ and i didn't go to sunday school every week so i didn't get to do that and then i kind of got to an age of kind of 13 14 and everyone was taking the body and the blood of Christ and I wasn't and I could kind of I mean I was definitely being paranoid but I felt like people were thinking oh what's this really tall 14 year old who actually looks about 16 doing getting blessed and not taking the body and blood of Christ um and especially when my sister then got I think it was kind of confirmed was what it was called I was like my younger sister is doing this and I I'm not and I started to feel really kind of outcasted at church and like it wasn't where I belonged and then I kind of just stopped going overall. Um, and yeah, that was kind of like history. Well, that's really interesting because obviously the age of 14, I kind of, I think a lot of people probably have similar testimonies to that. I definitely do that. You know, you get to the age of 14, you're like, I'm too cool for school and too cool for Jesus. Um, how then, so fast forward, you, you're at uni, like, was it something that was on your mind? Like how... How did you get in that? That's a great question. Um, basically, my best friend, Finn, 
um, who I've been friends with since pretty much the start of uni. We saw each other a bit weird and then we actually became friends and realized we thought we were both really funny. Um, I think I've heard neither, neither of you are funny. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> knows that. That would have more funny as he, so <laughs> I am funny. You're hilarious. Um, he definitely, there was hard times, kind of challenges being thrown at us in first year. And during these hard times, Finn would always pray. And I was kind of like, what is this? This is a bit wacky. This is a bit weird. This is, this is strange, man. Um, and even up until kind of September, November time, he was still doing this. And I kind of would always look at Finn and I would just think, wow, he's just, the way when challenges are thrown at him that he deals with them, this is just incredible. Like, what is the secret medicine this man is taking to make him overcome these challenges like this? Um, spoiler, the secret is gone. Um, <laughs> but I kind of got to October, November time and I'd actually recently become friends with Izzy. We're hanging out for the first time outside of climbing where we've mainly been at the pub, no surprise. Um, and I was saying to Izzy, I was kind of like, I feel like there's something missing in my life. I feel this kind of calling. And I do think I remember saying that it was from God. I do think I remember saying that. And Izzy turns around and says, oh, well, I go to church. Completely shocked. Izzy just didn't expect me as someone who went, she had about probably four pints in her hand at this point. And I was like, oh, wow, really? She's like, yeah, yeah, go to this great church. Um, you should come along. And that's kind of how it all started. I came along with Izzy and with Finn. It was really nice going with Finn as well because I feel like in ways he'd kind of been, God had been working through Finn to kind of also call on me in a way. I think it's interesting though, Mila, because I think God was also working because Finn hadn't found a church either, which was really interesting. And it was actually you saying, oh, like my best mate Finn, like he's a Christian, but he's not found a church. And I was like, you should come with me. And I think... Finn wouldn't have ended up in ENC without you. So I think it's really interesting because I think God was definitely working through Finn for you. But I also think God was working through you for Finn. And I think that's like a really nice... Very well put. So I came to Essence for the first time, I think it was at the end of December. And Izzy had also already before we'd even come said, you're coming to the Essence Ball. Just like how she coerced us into buying our ENC side when we'd been to one Essence as well. Uh, some could call it peer pressure, I don't know. But anyway, we say a charming northerner knows how to, knows how to get a best friend's Very persuasive, very, very persuasive. Um, so we went and I was kind of, I was really taken aback. I was really overwhelmed. Not not in a bad way at all. I've never been in an environment like this where there were people throwing their hands up. Felt like I was at like an Oasis concert at one point. Like people just had their hands up. People were singing and I was like, wow, this is this is incredible. I don't know what this is that I'm feeling, but I felt overwhelmed in such a kind of such a positive way. Um, and then Finn and Izzy prayed for me and I just burst into tears. I just could not stop crying. And this was this feeling, like this release that I'd really not felt for a really long time. And even though I was so scared to come, like I was, I was so scared. I started walking the other way. I was not coming to Essence Thursday. Uh, Actually, that's great. I rang her and said, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking off. I said, Right, where where are you? She said, oh, I'm just walking down now. 10 minutes later, still not there. 20 minutes later, still not there. I text Finn. Are you, are you there? Yeah, she's in Tiger. I think she's a bit scared. So she was hiding in Tiger. So I rang her and said, Mila, come on, come on. And she's like, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. She did say that. And it was the best decision ever. And I had the best time. And even kind of after that, after the 
essence ball definitely at the start of january i was still kind of you know rocky like struggling to come on thursdays because i was feeling these kind of external opinions definitely permeating my brain stuff from kind of the people i was living with um even friends saying oh when i was kind of telling them they just didn't understand it and i'd say some of them were even quite harsh and saying no you're not no you're not christian like no you're not this no you're not that um and I definitely let it permeate my mind. And sometimes I still think on on hard days it, it does. Um, so I definitely kind of struggled to, even at the start of January, come to church. But I think I just kind of, you know, I s- surrounded myself with those friends who were like Finn, like Izzy, like Lucy, Lucy Graham on my course as well. Like I surrounded myself with these people who were coming to church and they really gave me the courage to come back yeah and i think what a really interesting aspect you just mentioned there is the community and actually how you know getting into the bible jesus was surrounded by a community of disciples he was surrounded i think we mentioned this last week maybe the week before there's a lot of communities last week but jesus surrounded himself he made almost like a little gang around him where he could rely on and i think that's a really touching point you sort of mentioned there how you had people like izzy finn lucy just supporting you and encouraging you along and i think as someone who maybe is coming back to faith or finding their faith again that's so vital um and i think that's something you know we're called to as well people who are sort of maybe a bit more i'd say it's in humility like more firm in their faith where they can actually encourage those who are learning and exploring yeah yeah i think it's really interesting as well because i think for me like Mila said like she's like what you're, you're a christian and i think because i'm this loud northern person um, who occasionally likes a pear cider. I think some people are like quite surprised and I think it's actually been really amazing to see your faith grow, Mila, because it's reminded me how important it is to include people in these communities, especially like people that perhaps you, you wouldn't think were interested because let's be fair, Mila, at first our friendship was like quite, you know, it was about climbing, it was about seeing each other around the town, like it was about having a boogie on the top floor at, uh, TP and it wasn't it like it was a conversation that I kind of didn't think of and then until the opportunity arose and then it was like oh actually you should come with me and I think I'm really guilty of kind of not inviting people outside the community into that part of my life and I think it's so important because obviously you know we're spreading the good news and you know you're I think you're just like such a good example of people throwing themselves in because it's not easy either Mila I think you should give yourself, you know, some credit because like you say, there's a lot of negative um, conversations. And, and have you found any, that which like conversations have you found the hardest, do you think? Um, I definitely think kind of in like a lot of, you know, my friends maybe don't understand it. Um, not necessarily, they're not saying it in a malicious way, but I think especially when there's things they question and because I'm, I would say I'm not knowledgeable in the Bible, just like I haven't yet kind of thrown myself into learning that kind of stuff. And Isaac actually gave me a really great YouTube channel um, to kind of watch. So I was watching a few of those today. Um, Bible Project, if anyone wants to know. Bible Project. We do love the Bible Project, actually. <laughs> I'd, actually watched, I'd watch one of the videos. I'd watch the book of Job. Job? Yeah. Job, yeah. Uh, yeah, Job. That's it. Look at you. But I definitely think a lot of people take a lot of stuff from the Bible out of context. People who I 
had a conversation with and they kind of use it to attack like attack me well oh what about this and what about this and what about this and i'm just like whoa okay so now guys I've, I've you know i'm really enjoying my time i come like there's an amazing community when you feel the holy spirit like in the room during like worship that's just kind of like a feeling that i don't even think i can personally describe and then you kind of you're kind of being hit with all of this you know i'd say people just kind of twisting the words of you know the bible and i think that's definitely been the hard conversations is i don't necessarily know how to respond to that because i a lot of the stuff they're saying i i don't know it in the context i don't know the book i don't know the passage and i can't i'd love to be able to sit there and say <clears throat> oh well you know in the latin psalms or it actually says this like i would love to be able to do that but i can't and i think just because of that those are the harder conversations that I'm having and obviously people just saying no you're not no you're not a Christian and I'm just there like oh, excuse me uh, please don't tell me what I am but I think that's definitely been the tough conversations and I also think not even just conversations but as I've been kind of coming to faith and trying to explore and find that relationship with God I've felt a lot of hard things you know bad things been happening the last few weeks and you know I was talking to like Finn about it and Izzy and I feel like definitely when it's kind of like a resistance coming my way when I've kind of been you know I like pressing you know towards faith pressing towards God and I think that then maybe it's easy to kind of turn away and be like oh it's not worth it like bad stuff and I feel like then is the time when I feel myself you know before I go to bed like throughout the day praying and thinking you know, talking to God, handing those worries to God, asking him to guide me. And I think that even through those hard conversations, maybe with whatever the intentions of people's conversations are, maybe trying to turn me away from faith, etc. It's making my faith grow and making it stronger because I feel myself turning to God in those hard times than, you know, turning away. That's so How cool is that? That's Do you really know what It's just insane Mila um, um yeah Mila I was just gonna ask you know the time the first time that you got prayed for your apprehension because you, you were quite nervous about that weren't you something like, that you very nervous um is there anything that maybe you'd say to people who were in that situation or maybe even if you could say it to yourself three months ago like that making that first step to go and get prayed for however scary it is do you think because it's something you do quite regularly now and that's so cool by the way and as a friend it's just the best thing to see yeah just i was just wondering about that specific experience because i know that was one that you struggled with a little bit at the start i think kind of also to kind of give that some context that i actually didn't mention earlier is the really big reason i feel like i've had these struggles is because of the church i used to go to i felt as though there were these rules and because we kind of really focused on the old testament you know before jesus came it felt like god was so far away like you could you could not reach god he was so far removed and i think that's there was all these rules you know just even kind of you had to dress a certain way and to do a certain thing and when someone kind of you know izzy and finn just offered me prayer like then on the spot i was there like and i you know in my head i was like i don't have to do anything like i don't have to you know go somewhere or do something and I think for me personally it was kind of this this freedom just in church to you know receive prayer and I think that for people kind of nervous about that it's 
I mean, it's definitely a thing to ask yourself is why am I kind of nervous? Like what is, what is the reason making me nervous? And I feel like when you can kind of pinpoint that, it's definitely very freeing. But for me, I kind of just try to tell myself, these are two people who I, who I love and two people who love me. And they're just here. They're just going to say some kind words. And I didn't expect for the feelings to arise that arose, but they did. And I think that even like kind of the next kind of hurdle that I'm at is giving prayer because I feel like it's something that I really, you know, sometimes we'll be there and, or some, some will be having a tough week and it's something that I feel like I have stuff I want to say, like I want to pray for them. And I think my, my hurdle on that now is, you know, like asking you know, someone, can I pray for you? And that is just like a whole, a whole nother kind of thing, like finding the, the confidence to do that when you feel kind of inexperienced and you're like, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know what to say. Oh, this person, their, their prayer is so amazing the way they say it. And one thing Finn said to me when I kind of, when I was praying a few weeks ago is he said, you know, it's not about what you say, it's about what you feel when you're saying it. And I think that was kind of like a really big thing like if you're saying something and you're wording it really brilliantly, that's all great. But if you're saying it and you're really feeling and you mean what you're saying, then that's kind of what it's about. And I think that kind of is what receiving prayer and giving prayer. It's like not necessarily about, you know, having an A star like prayer. It's about meaning it when you say it and feeling it and really like connecting with God, like when you're saying these things. Yeah, I think we, um just briefly, I think we were talking about yesterday in, um, at church, we were just talking about actually David would pray like these raw prayers and they, were, they weren't necessarily elegant, they weren't necessarily sort of, maybe even like theologically correct, but they were just raw to God. Because Jesus says in Matthew 6, um, verse 5, very briefly, like when you pray, do you not pray like the hypocrites? So they love to pray standing on the street corners to be seen by others. You know, and when you pray, do you not keep on babbling on like the pagans for they will think they'll be heard from their many words. Like Jesus then simply just goes through the Lord's Prayer. And it's just, you know, I think that's a great place to start. Um, Mila and obviously people are listening, just like go to the Lord's Prayer, just work out actually when we pray in this way and actually being rooted in this, that allows our prayer life to explode, to be centered on God first. And then everything else follows. Yeah. From my, because as we know, I'm a, big old catholic upbringing and there's not you know and so i think it's really rooted me in a lot of things and although the essence community and enc is so much better for me i think actually the way that some of the catholics praise is actually quite astounding because and sometimes it's some it's something that i really go back to if i'm struggling to pray or life feels difficult or it's one of those things that sometimes I can't find the words. I think actually God has given us the words. And I think it's something that the Catholics are really rooted in is sometimes you just need that kind of structure. Um, and actually like there's a, there's the daily prayer, it's called the mission um, or the missile. And it's a Catholic book of prayers that every morning. Um, and when I was working in the retreat center, we got up every day um, as a community and we prayed um, the mission together and it really helped my prayer life so I think sometimes if you're struggling to pray every day or you're struggling to find that time to to put God aside um there'll be you know loads of things like that but it might be something to look at because it really helps kind of number one hold me accountable and sometimes you know 
you know, I'll do it over a couple of weeks or I'll decide that I'm going to do it every Wednesday for a bit or, you know, whatever. And I think it really roots my prayer life in putting God first, which is so important. And that is so true. I think that actually having a structure sometimes is so key. And I think, yeah, the Catholics do it so well. So, yeah, just kind of um, like one last point I have is just, especially in terms of the community, you know, if you're having days where you're kind of struggling or, you know, you don't really know where you kind of stand, just get involved in the community. Like come to that Thursday night, come to that beers and carols, you know, sign up for the Essence Ball, sign up for ENC side, just just kind of push yourself to do it because it's so, so, so worth it. And especially for me, I'm so glad that, you know, Izzy pushed me into uh, <laughs> into doing this stuff because I wouldn't be surrounded by such an incredible community and such an amazing array of people who have just created such a lovely environment for my faith to grow in. Mm. Uh, and I'd also say just kind of encourage people to invite their friends along, you know, invite your housemates, invite your friends to, you know, have questions or maybe have have had their own religious journey of their own, um, just like Izzy did for me, because, you know, there's also really fun kind of lighthearted events like beers and carols. Um, can't really think of any other ones right now, but um, definitely invite your friends because I think that's like what, especially a, a thing has been for me is just spread that good news. And I feel that after a Thursday night, I come home and I'm like beaming, like there's just this light coming out of me from all of this, the, the Holy Spirit, like, you know, all of this kind of feeling from a Thursday essence. And I think just, you know, keep spreading the good news, get involved in the community and let your faith kind of grow in its own time, I guess. So I think um, just to follow that, I think, Actually, this is a really poignant one for this week because the date has just been announced for the Essence Spring Ball, which is an amazing time. Uh, and we go to Wind Out Farm and it's just fantastic. Um, and hopefully the weather's going to be better than last year. But even the rain didn't spoil it last year. So I think that's... So if you have got friends who have questions or are looking to get involved in the community or just want to boogie with some sound people... Um, and also say goodbye to Izzy Berry, who will be graduating. Yeah, get them invited to that. And if you start pestering now, then they can't say no. Also, I bought Mila's ticket because she was like, I can't afford it. And I was like, right, well, you're coming with me. So I would put every trick out in the book. Every yeah. trick. I pulled it all out. Um, and yeah, because, so yeah, I think that's the, win the spring ball is a perfect opportunity to do that. Siege. Oh, well, Mia, thank you so much for coming on. That's such a pleasure to sit all. Yeah. Being like that and it's being encouraged and challenged in all those aspects. So cool. And I hope that's encouraged people listening. It has. Oh, well, it has me. So fingers crossed. But anyway, gorgeous, big, full. Um, bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye bye. Mm -hmm.